iOS 12 is out today. This year, Apple's serving up a big heaping pile of Here, after here, we're serving up the serving up the big heaping pile of This is the iOS 12 episode, episode three of End User finally delivered to you by David Blue, that's me, from my car, from my old Lincoln on a Friday night, and it's kind of a busy street that I'm parked on, so I apologize for the sound, but I'm just too elated because this is the only occasion out of the entire year, the only subject that I get to talk about with indisputable authority, where I can 100% tell you that I know more than most people about, uh, about what I'm talking about. And that's because, well, um, I'm an iPhone power user. Let me just say that again. No, I'm not gonna do that. Um, I've been using uh, the iPhone and iOS since it was iPhone OS and the iPhone first generation in 2007. Please don't go back and re read my other reviews because this is literally how I start every time. But let me tell you why. It's because I had an iPhone uh, in, in eighth grade when it was um, <laughs> most of the day, it, like YouTube, you couldn't get enough data in uh, suburban Missouri to reliably check your email if you're out and about away from Wi-Fi. But I love that phone. Um, no multitasking. Uh, originally, no multiple home screens. Uh, I was 14 and the thing was just infinitely exciting to me because it, it was something else. It was something different and, um, it meant infinite possibilities. And that was, uh, that was when I was 14 and I'm going to turn 25 in three months. Um, when I went to school, no one knew what an iPhone was. I mean, of course, you know, three months after the, the keynote, I watched the iPhone keynote live because I was a fucking nerd back then. Um, no one knew what it was which I mention again every year. It's not about being like, I had this before you, because obviously that's ridiculous considering that in the time since, the iPhone has become the single most impactful thing on human culture ever, basically. It's certainly the most impactful thing by far, or the source of the most impactful things upon us and our culture, generally in the present. I mean, it's like beyond even trying to challenge, and everyone knows this. <laughs> so that that thing that was... Yeah, I, I just hope that you can understand why that's made me really dwell on this. And it seems ridiculous, right, that I would, in the traditional frame of tech criticism or journalism or comparison, that I would, um, six months after the software was first accessed by developers, that I would get a, a sit it in my car and record a review of it, right? But of a software that is not only av available to everyone with the platform, but it's required that they upgrade. There's no, there's nothing that I could tell you, ultimately, there's no role in this that says you get something else because we're platform locked, unless you're rich. Um, I've kept up enough with Android, by the way. I'm not, like, <laughs> I, I am aware of the advantages of Android. Um, and I, I love, I love some of it. But that contrast is, uh, is so stark that I know that this, 
should be something that I pay attention to because I feel it. I remember it. Um, and this year is, uh, is another of what seems to be kind of a housekeeping year for iOS. So I think we kind of forgot about it, but I went back and looked at my iOS 10 review and that was the first sort of paradigm shift where it was the first operating, first new iOS that not only didn't slow down phones, but it made them perform just a wee bit better. This one does, uh, they, they pulled that off to a greater extent, um, which you could choose to praise Apple, but there is literally no reason to praise Apple anymore. They've gotten, I, I'm just saying that they don't, uh, not even that, um, that you need to be edgy, but that it really doesn't matter what you say about Apple because they just became the world's first trillion dollar company. So um, I, what I'm trying to say here is that it's really pitiful to praise them when they do, when they're just competent. And this was a core competency release. At least that's the story that, that you heard from the excellent, um, I think it's Heim Gartenberg for The Verge. Uh, he did this review that was kind of like a profound thing to me because it was such a contemporarily arranged video. Like it was good, but by a measure that I would have never considered before. Rambling a little bit, sorry. And he's, you know, the, the ultimate conclusion was a food one, and it was that iOS 12 was the veggies. But let me just say, and I don't know how no one else has noticed this yet. Maybe it's just, I'm sure someone has, but um, it's, it's it, surely it would have sunk in. That I immediately discovered uh, something I would have never expect expected in iOS 12. Um, and something I'm not sure if I should expect to continue. Serious shortcuts were, I, I didn't read up on them. I admit, I, I do not beta test iOS anymore. Um, so I, I get it. But if I had had any idea, if I'd bothered to pay attention to find out what Siri Shortcuts actually was, um, <laughs> I definitely would have. I guess what I should say, I'm going to start off telling you what I did in my first hour, which is something that I've never been, even come close to being able to do with my iPhone, even when I jailbroke it years and years and years ago. Remember that? So, but before I do that, let me just say that afterwards I am going to go through linearly linearly, um, in a linear fashion, <laughs> the release notes and tell you only what's actually important. Um, AR is not important. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is, but you know, but first this is going to keep you here for another two seconds. Um, so I got the update, barely noticed it. And then my curiosity set in about Siri shortcuts. And I learned that Siri shortcuts are little applications that you build in a UI um, that still has uh, marks of that, the, the name of that application that they just stole, and I can't remember what it was. Continuing on the 30-year-old tradition of our big companies just blatantly stealing other software. Anyway, it's, um, it's, it's like a puzzle, and you arrange functions, variables, inputs, and outputs. Uh, it's a great way, to, great way to learn the, like, the basics of, of how software interacts with one another. Okay, so that's, that's what you know. And here's the most profound thing that I have to say about this because it was my ex own experience. So playing around with this, I'm not all that savvy. I mean, I kind of am. I know the basics and this really, the Siri shortcuts interface lends to that quite a bit. So within an hour, I had built a Siri shortcut, an applet, an application that scrapes 13 different variables from 
um, the most sensitive, like the most basal, um, not basal, uh, the, the most fundamental variables that the system itself runs off of. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep you on the phone. Let me tell you what those are. I'll list them off for you. It's the device name, the device model, the system version, the current brightness level, the battery level, the type of um, network band, and the IP address, and the current location in both altitude, latitude, longitude, and conveniently, a handy Apple Maps URL. So this application, um, I'm just gonna go ahead and run it. Let's see if that kicks me off. Gathers all of this information. There it is. So I hit run. It gathers all that information in that time and it sends it to me personally, my phone number in a text message. So that's kind of funny, right? So I just have a thing that, uh, I'll, I'll read you off the, <laughs> the output here. Um, gravel, iPhone, 12.0.1, a bunch of numbers. It says LTE, and then it says that I'm at 2641 through 2649 Southeast 51st Avenue. Uh, there was also my IP address there. United States, um, and there's my lat long. And if that is an altitude, it's, uh, oh yeah, I guess it is probably in, it, it, I am at 57.82 feet. That's probably about right. So, and actually the original um, script, which these are constantly modifiable, uh, you really should just go play around with it. It's very difficult to describe until you play around with it. Um, the original one also took a picture with the front facing camera. Uh, but it, I couldn't get it to do it without uh, making a flash noise, but apparently you can. So, the, none of this would matter if I wasn't, if I hadn't been able to immediately go to the share menu, copy that iCloud link, and send it to anybody. So here we go. With Apple's new mobile operating system, one of their biggest features has suddenly allowed me to just <laughs> make a like remote reporting I, I forget the you know a vi virus-esque thing i know it's not a virus um malware cannot think of the the software that specifically just reports back information but i, I what why is no one mentioning this I, I did upload it to my icloud server and then download it to confirm it in a text message in a regular old sms message okay so actually before i while i let you um ponder the implications of that let me just run <laughs> run this one real quick it's just a variation of the same thing, but it reads it in German, the text. <laughs> and still sends it in a text message. Folks, I just, I mean, I made these, those two specifically, in like the first hour, an hour and a half that I had this operating system. I didn't look anything up. Okay, I did actually, like, look at some of the variables that the other shortcuts in the shortcuts gallery use, and I made this thing. But so what, okay? So what if I make this thing that steals my own information, <laughs> just blatantly steals my own information, and sends it to me in a neatly compiled text message? Um, originally, it also took a... Uh, I, somehow I got it to take a, a front-facing photo without any sound, too, and send it in the text message. So I'm just, you know, okay. What is that? That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't until you account for the fact that Apple is allowing us to share these files ourselves between each other. Like literally like I'll send you that specific script on Dropbox if you want me to. <laughs> um, and you'll be able to open it up on your phone and run it and then it'll send all that information to my phone. But instead of continuing to go on and just, you know, ramble about that, let's be cohesive. 
Let's take a break and listen to Vril, a uh, section from his new album, my favorite German techno producer ever. And I'm just finishing a a review of this album. It'll be on bilge.world. And then we'll be back with uh, the rundown of the features. And then we can get back to um, me being very confused.
So now that we've calmed ourselves a little bit, let's take our take a step back and look at the full release notes. From Apple for iOS 12, there's gonna be some contact noise. I'm sorry, I'm using my phone. It's just, if you wanna help me get my equipment so we can do a more pleasant recording. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna extort you. Okay, so performance is the first header here, and we have big numbers claimed, up to 40% faster app launch, 50% faster keyboard display, and then, of course, here's where our tone shoots up, up to 70% faster swipe to camera. Guys, I, like, am really good at using gestures in iOS, and I, it's never, it never makes sense for me to swipe to camera. Like, this isn't a small enough device, nor is it, is the camera itself ever going to be quick enough. Like, just, like, swipe to snap, now that would be a, a good gesture. Anyway, and then up to two times faster a share sheet display under load. Such an obscure target. And then of course, we have the other thing that was supposed to make it. Apple. Th this, this release was, was an especially responsible move by Apple. And that's that they refrained to release the 32 person capability of their FaceTime calls until they got it working, <laughs> which especially if you consider like how you have to test that specifically. Um, and that just, uh, I do wonder if, if I've, I know it's not fair or even relevant to ask what Steve would say, but he did sort of make the weird monstrosity, the weird colonial, all encompassing, just like most brand effective company ever in that. So I think that he would probably have raised his hand at that, uh, considering how few people could possibly make use of a 32-person FaceTime call. Um, aside from those businesses where they just have to stay on conference calls all day. My sister works in a corporate setting like that, and I don't understand it. But I hope, uh, I hope maybe it's a good thing for them. I don't think they want to look at each other, though. So now you can just um, more control over what sort of calling you do. Um, I am actually the outlier in iOS users in that I never use FaceTime or iMessage because none of my friends, none of my friends use iOS. But I've still found justification, so that's been my, my unique contribution there is literally completely devoid of iOS or iMessage, I'm sorry, there's still more reason to get uh, to get iOS, especially with this release, I think. Uh, Mimoji is not something that I can do. Um, and then, of course, screen time is, um, as the gentleman that hosts Simple Tech Tips here on Anchor, uh, just listen to his <laughs> much more, much more um, succinct uh, reflection on, on iOS 12. Um, you noted how pitiful it is. Uh, I would say it's less pitiful that we need it, quote unquote, need it. Um, and more pitiful that the companies like <laughs> felt and I mean the, the developers rather, because we have to remember the developers are in a completely different sphere from the majority of the people that use these phones. Um, and frankly, they are the ones who have the time and, and the investment to actually be that metacognitive about their own technology use. Because most people just play, they just want their phone to play games um, to sort of tide them over in the few respites they get from their awful lives. Anyway, screen time, therefore, is a particularly privileged <laughs> sort of um, widget, I guess you could say. Or maybe not so much because time logging software has been a thing for a long time. 
Uh, I, I'm sorry. I should. When I say privilege, I guess the the term now is first world problems. And I'm giving you that 3D touch. I'm sure it's horrendous here because I'm going to go find my own screen time report, which I did not check before this. Um, so for today, I think that's what this is, right? I'm just trying to show my age. Okay, today, uh, screen time, six hours, four minutes. Um, obviously, recording this has been what I've done primarily. <laughs> So this is an interesting amalgamation of uh, apps. But let's look at the last seven days. Oh, turns out they're, uh, they still account for it. This use has been the most that I've used my phone for the last seven days. 52 minutes per day. I've been writing a lot on my computer. Um, the notifications thing, I think, like counting notifications from each app, is that's just in a more immediately useful to me because it's not the fault of the phones how much i oh, okay let me rephrase that um it's i don't need the phone i don't need that to be audited the the actual screen time my willing voluntary time to be audited i the, what i need to be audited what needs to be at the top of this menu are all the applications that exist on my phone that i downloaded for free only because they run on a business model of you know cyclical notifications for no reason i'm this is the the best feature um, as far as i'm concerned because i just i discovered just how many apps were sending me notifications that i frankly should have removed a long time ago my apps are very organized. Um, I can see how the activity reports would be useful, especially um, for someone with a routine. That's probably the big thing is like, I have absolutely no stability or routine in my life, whereas uh, the vast, vast majority of iPhone users do, I'm very sure. My only routine is power cycling, unlike them. Um, I'm also not a parent of children in the 21st century, uh, but I do have eight nieces and nephews and I've watched the way they interact with technology, um, like particularly smart. I'm just not even like, just be like, oh, my genes are great. But like, uh, my nieces and nephews are made up of like a bunch of very, very intelligent kids for whatever reason. Um, and it, it is foreign to me. My younger niece, especially, um, who I'm, I'm how old is she now? Basically just a, another generation. Um, she's like just going to, um, going to be going to middle school soon. So, and she's like the fast, the, the most powerful iPad user I've ever seen. <laughs> However, I don't, I will, I will never believe having been a kid that played video games on a time limit occasionally that the, d uh, deciding helpful feature is wrapping that, um, in a nice Apple brand identity package. Um, if you see something from the device you're using that says, it's time for you to stop now, or they lock you out even. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to get mad, but maybe there's someone out there who needs to set regimens for themselves. Um, had iOS not been such a locked down, it's not really an operating system. Um, if you actually go back and use, um, dare I say it, Linux. Um, but like, if it hadn't been so locked down that there would have been third-party solutions for this long ago. Uh, though apparently now they're changing that with Siri shortcuts, so maybe I'll be the next. I'll make the next, pro like, amazing parental control suite. Also, um, folks, that, that controversy regarding what is, what exactly is blocked under the explicit content, like, um, your kids are going to learn about sex before you tell them or before the school tells them. 
and you should thank fucking God. You should encourage them. You should have a great, you should have links at the ready that they're going to go out and look at YouTube for that because there is a huge community of like mentors on YouTube, like the, like the popular people. I'm like, you can't really be a creep. You can't be a creep, you know, but, but it's a very controllable. Uh, what am I trying to say? There are a lot of really great, like mentor type personalities available on YouTube for your child that, um, are probably going to, to uh, never say as harming things or do as harming things to them as you could possibly in the natural course of things. Basically, what I'm trying to say is it is ridiculous to block things in 2018. Blockage, like you can, they're circumventable, circumventable always, no matter by who. Um, and the content that's on the internet is just, your, your son's not going to, I'm stumbling into the culture, I'm sorry, but this is a particular rant of mine. Like your 14 year old son's not going to find Pornhub and then, like stumble into a pornography addiction. Like, and if he does, you're going to notice, right? Even the most absent parents are like the thing that you're concerned about, you're going to notice it if it happens and it's not going to. Um, just censorship, censorship is, is never the answer. It doesn't work. It never has ever. Um, so doing it in, in such a petty context is absurd and it's going to be harmful because your children have a greater, in okay, this is, uh, I grew up with, my, my mother was 43 when she had me, so maybe I'm <laughs> reaching here. I'm assuming your children probably have a, a better grasp of certain things about the internet than you do. Um, but coming up, coming, I grew up with, with a parent who couldn't possibly understand. And she had no way of restricting whatever I did. And I didn't, I did not do like anything wrong. I did all nerdy shit. Um, I, I've done, I've never done anything wrong. That's a great conclusion. The do not disturb option, I don't really understand. Um, folks, just use, use that beautiful, um, silence flipper <laughs> on the sides of the phones that have them. Uh, it's really not that hard to, to manually enable and disable your silence function instead of using do not disturb. And then if you do that, you won't forget it because you'll have done it physically. Um, augmented reality is such a bizarre thing for a mobile operating system to focus on right now, but I suppose it makes sense. Um, we need some escapism. It's just, I feel like that Snapchat filters and, um, well, just all the photo filters that are going on, they're amazing, by the way, but that's going to be the closest mainstream translation there's going to be in a while, other than like Pokemon Go. But you know, what do I know, right? Photos. All I'm going to say about this is that um, after having used, after having managed photos on iOS for a long time, I realized that there was literally, the, the tools that were there were so clunky that they weren't actually worth using. Like, I've had my phone full of 8,000 photographs before and uh, had like virtually, like no, as, as few as makes no difference um, in folders. So like, I basically had no folders and I just scrolled through the whole thing. There's Google Photos, um, which you're already compromising your privacy anyway, uh, right? If, if you believe that privacy can be compromised even when no human eyes ever see it, we'll get into that another time. Um, but anyway, what I'm getting around to is, as I see it so far, the Photos app is finally what it should have been about two or three years ago. Thanks, Apple. Thanks for cleaning that up. 
Um, sharing suggestions are just uh, a way to train algorithms because they're just guesses. And um, I could be an old bitch, but the <laughs> I uh, maybe it's just that I came from a time where suggestions, like more suggestive user experiences, uh, as to what I was going to do next in order to streamline it, has always always done nothing but made it more difficult um so it, however obviously if you have had a good experience with with suggestive uh apps and i know i probably have unconsciously that uh that swipe down um the widget menu this this uh series suggested apps um are actually how i pull up apps uh most of the time but um i well okay let me conclude that but that was a wrong statement i pull up apps most of the time by searching for them anyway even if they're already there but that's just because i've been using this shit for so long that i do it unconsciously um and the metadata stuff is basic stuff we're talking about location and the same stuff that you've been able to search google photos for for a long time um in that it can be useful if you're someone like me and you can like think and you just happen to regularly think in terms of like where was i um and what month was it and i know what device i had and uh it, if photo finding photographs is getting easier than you know we could have ever possibly imagined um pre-automated metadata but there's also so much metadata that um i see uh let me know. Let me know for those of you that really uh, are using your beautifully uh, capable um, iOS device, devices as cameras as often as you should. Let me know how those tools work for you. Um, I haven't gotten, I haven't tried the new portrait lighting yet. Uh, improving the QR code reader is literally improving something that I've never actually seen someone use. I've only used one once. Um, but again, I, I am learning that I'm a yokel recently. Serious suggestions, um, and then of course there's a expanding Siri API to keep up with everyone else. Tell you what, let me go back to the shortcuts thing. Another probably the coolest nerdy thing for me, um, and I'll I'll demonstrate it once again for you, is that through Siri shortcuts and setting up um, phrases. So Siri will ask you when you when you first add a shortcut to Siri. It'll ask you, uh, you know, I, I have one where I just scream across the room, um, I need a fat bitch, and then it takes my photograph. And that's pretty cool. That shortcut is on the, is in the gallery, I believe, and it's called Say Cheese. But um, I've made shortcuts, actually, so I'm a software developer now, uh, and I have two GitHub accounts already, actually. Um, but my, I've, I've, my Siri has been in uh, in type to Siri mode for um, the whole time I've had this device, basically. I think that's since when it came out. So, folks, are you ready for this? There's a, it's near as makes no difference, a command line. So I'm reading uh, the turn out of a browser right now. I'm going to hold down my home button. And now I've quietly, um, I'm describing this, but I, quietly I've, I've been pulled up with a type to Siri interface. And I'm going to tap C-U-T. Um, the rest of that word was done. And what that did was that ran my shortcut. Uh, all I have to do is 
type or say to Siri the word cut and it runs my simple two component script that shuts off both Bluetooth and Wi-Fi fully. And um, that brings up a question while I'm allowing myself to ramble. Why can't Apple just allow us those things? <laughs> There's no hardware reason for this device to not have its Bluetooth and its Wi-Fi signal hardware completely shut off and then completely turned on again. It's instant. Um, I know this from experience, <laughs> my experience last month. Um, it's just, and I know that some people wouldn't understand it, but the, the magic of human beings is that if you give them a challenge, they will figure it out eventually. Um, that's how all this shit came to be. Making things intentionally uh, like reductive like this, which it looks okay. It's 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 Apple, so it looks pretty. But what we're really talking about here <laughs> is Apple being like, "All right, you guys do it." Like, um, here you go. Which is like not on a you know you're you're free to customize things now because that was not the emphasis really. Um, <laughs> just fix it, fix it, but with these weird little things that have to be run by Siri. I love Siri shortcuts. It's, I want to say it's my favorite thing about iOS that I've ever come across, but that's just, it's not, it's so atypically iOS, um, as I understand it, that it's mostly just like my, <laughs> I don't know, it's hilarious. Um, but we'll go into more hypothetical <laughs> programs that you can set up. I, I really want to just try to create the longest, most intricate scripts um, that do nothing. Like perhaps I could create a script that delivers all of uh, that metadata information you heard sent in individual texts per line um, to all of my contacts in a rotating fashion. Um, that would be, I mean, that, that would be magical, wouldn't it? Okay, so we're getting back to Siri and it's just kind of an amalgamation of things. Um, Motorsports being added to Siri News is uh, something that should have, you know, gotten me excited, I guess. But, um, okay, I said I didn't use Siri earlier. I do use Siri, actually, um, but mostly to find my phone or mostly to call my fiance's phone when she's lost hers and I don't want to get up. Um, and it does feel powerful. And it would feel powerful if I made a shortcut that just like sent individual chapters of the entire Bible to, you know, whoever screamed them in German by just me like yelling the word fuck. Anywho, motorsports news being added to Siri, however, I just, I would rather look it up. There's like interfaces, you know, <laughs> aggregators are so wonderful now. Um, nobody in motorsports is both like incredibly savvy or like even savvy enough to for this to occur to them um, and willing to do it in public. Um, I'm just imagining like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm imagining, but that's, I guess I never expected to see the word motorsports on Apple's um, release notes. Um, so Siri is becoming more global. That's one of those things that should just be expected. Um, but I realize this is important that Apple's still doing that. Uh, when you think about it, at this point, I'm not sure why they would try to do anything, because I'm not sure what the end goal is, but you know. Uh, Siri knows about food now, which is fucking foodism. You all know stuff about food. Just give Siri some, I don't know. Um, then there's photo memories search, uh, which is just a great way to make sure that you never get over your ex. Um, oh my god, passwords. Passwords being added, um has become kind of redundant to me because I've, I got one password as my password manager from the beginning. Um, that's like that guy saying like, uh, I have so-and-so trade and I'm publishing my social security number. I'm on a bus. You can't, I mean, I, 
yeah. Um, but so one password is great. It was kind of the original, but, uh, actually today it just almost screwed me over, uh, through a variety of circumstances. And I'm fairly diligent about keeping backups. The only reason that I was able to get in my entire password archive, which is huge. It's like, I mean, it's huge for any reasonable person. It's like 300 items, which doesn't make any sense. Almost lost all that, uh, and, and would have had it not been blacked, backed up on iCloud on this phone. Um, and that's just through a variety of crazy circumstances. But Siri can help you search for a password, which is interesting. I, that's, um, if you use, like, any IDE, like a modern IDE, uh, as I've been doing recently, not something that I do regularly, you get, like, used to incredibly savvy search. Um, even, you know, shitty old WordPress the default search function is like better than any other archival techniques that are left over like tags and categories um you can ask siri to turn the flashlight off uh one of the greatest no i'll get back to that when i when i get to sharing shortcuts um we're almost there enhanced tracking prevention automatic strong passwords both of those things i would agree with uh the integrated password function i forget the name of it is just um suddenly very good it, get con it gets confused when you have when you are you know, with multiple different users um or multiple different accounts on a single service but that's understandable um so i cannot conceive of easily sharing and receiving passwords quote from nearby ios devices but um, I would imagine that the type of people that actually have are embedded enough in the ecosystem probably never have that kind of stuff happen where they need that. So, um, and because of the password manager API, the uh, we're we're actually just entering the era where it's the platform or the software itself is assumed to to have a password manager, um, which has become distinctly difficult for me recently. But all your uh, browsers now do all of a sudden. Um, Apple Books! Oh my goodness. I don't think, I literally don't think that they had, um, actually retouched what is essentially an ebook reader, uh, since, I, I think specifically since iOS 5. Could be wrong about that. Um, but I remember it, like, it being a, a big deal on, like, the iPhone 4 and, like, how they, how the app worked, and then it just never changed. Uh, let's, like, distinctly the best way to read pdfs um on an iphone i'm pretty adamant about that but that said it's still an awful experience because um neither pdfs nor epubs are ever resized correctly i don't know how we haven't figured that out um because really everything should just be on the web anyway apple books it's a redesign i'm actually going to go into it to refresh my memory here because even though I think that was actually the first thing I looked at. I really have been waiting a long time for this, by the way. Been waiting a long time for, like, Apple Books to feel as pretty as it did originally. Um, and they just, they updated the interface. Apple is such a rich fucking company that they should be able to literally make major redesigns all the time for no particular profit. But, you know, that's what I would do if I had a billion dollar company. Anyway, uh, there was the Books and the Stocks app and the Voice Memos app, which I'm currently using to record audio. Uh, I'm betting on its ability to record, record quote, lossless files. Uh, I went over and switched it over to lossless in the menu, but either it's, that's not working, or somehow they can get away with describing .m4a files as lossless when they are distinctly not, um, and they would have been way more efficient to save in a wave or an 
AIFF. Uh, anywho, you still can't control which input device um, you use on those or on that, and it's more minimal now. I think that making it lighter uh, wasn't necessarily better, but maybe I'm missing something. Apple News is still like any other um, aggregator or a newsreader application that wants you to stay within the application. Um, it's just a pointless direction, but um, okay, I'll look at it, all right? I didn't look at it, I'll look at it, just for the sake of, I discovered that Microsoft did Microsoft News, which is hilarious. Um, oh, I see, they've just directly copied uh, RSS readers. Well, that's a good idea. Um, oh, I see a, a broken button, distinctly. Uh, none of the stuff that I find or have ever found through newsreaders has been the stuff of uh, real compulsion to read. If anything, they should have remained specialty software for those people that do spend for a living the entire day aggregating news, like Dave Pell. Otherwise, it doesn't really make sense. I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do an interview with Dave Pell to actually specifically ask him what he uses, even though I'm sure he talks about that. CarPlay, third-party navigation apps and CarPlay. MapQuest, that's all I have to say. Use MapQuest. Um, this increased digital wallet stuff and applying it to student ID cards, that should have been done first. Um, more battery information for <laughs> literally the only um, people that are actually gonna responsibly use or would responsibly use the, uh, the data from a like graphically displaying your own battery cons consumption data. I'm looking at mine right now. Um, it again, it literally, it's useless. It's like what, how luxury cars have less gauges because like the vast majority of gauges on a car are one 99.9% uh, .9 of the time just useless information. They're staying within a very, very tight um, tolerance. And it's only when they exceed um, or fall from that tolerance significantly that they're useful. And usually they're not because they don't, catch attention. So um, what I'm trying to say here is I'm, I, I am surprised that Apple would go with the route of graphs that are pretty but don't necessarily mean anything to me. Um, I, like there's no I, there's no particular need for me to know which app between all of my apps are using more or less power. If any, I just really need to know uh, maybe do I want to use Chrome or do I want to use primarily Safari or um, or comparative browsers or comparative software within you know, different functions? Uh, and I, I want to know that as a consumer beforehand anyway. What I'm trying to say is basically with, with that gauge thing um, is that instead of having this display, there should just be like warnings when an application is obviously exceeding normal battery use. For instance, I'm, I was talking about MapQuest. I have to admit something. I've been writing a book that's very um, affectionate of MapQuest. However, about a month and a half ago, I was noticing that my phone was rapidly losing power. Um, and I looked in the previous graph and figured out that it was just MapQuest, something in, in the application, probably just was wrong. Um, and it had been just constantly using the GPS um, and I hadn't opened it. So it was just it was just like forty five percent of my battery for a day would be used by MapQuest without me using without me opening it. That was that's something that I'm surprised Apple wouldn't just like frankly just shut down. Um, but uh, at least you know a badge that would be a useful notification. I think um, 
the focus of this update is is making it seem like wow apple is suddenly just making things that no one's going to use except them just like all other com- computer companies you know um but frankly there is no if there's one thing that that's been proven there's nobody left to be more human than the tech industry because the tech industry is just the mainstream. But anyway, an English thesaurus. I can't believe I did that. That's such a dad thing. Um, and there are markup tools uh, on PDFs now and, and in notes. I can't imagine anyone using notes, I guess. But I actually come to think of it, I think um, Evernote, we all still use it. I wrote 5,000 words about that, even though it's like by far the worst option. It's for whatever reason, we just keep that format. Um, I guess... Uh, the, the notes are just like not something that I want to use and that's it um this is the bit the most profound thing ever I, I uh favicons were added to tabs in safari on iPad. just thinking back um how old favicons are as a web standard uh and apple's you know they're really they're they're still they're still hesitant but they're 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 getting there um and that's the whole that's the whole list it's the whole list no, I think we've got the notes pretty well. Um, and it is starting to get cold out here. So I'm going to, uh, I'll have a great advantage to wrap this up about shortcuts. So uh, I haven't really said anything about this publicly because I feel like there's almost no way it could have been missed. But there's other evidence that it could have been missed too. For instance, um, I guess it could just be somehow my device, but uh, the search function in the Siri shortcuts gallery which is where you go down them, um, doesn't work at all. I mean, I, it could just be me again. That would be very odd. I can't imagine why that would possibly be, but, uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll verify it and get back to you, obviously. Um, no, like shortcuts have been added other than the ones that were there when it was showcased at launch. I've never seen, I've yet to see anyone on my very like tech saturated Twitter feeds and Mastodon feed. Um, I've never seen anyone link a shortcut, but oh my God, I don't know shit and I've already made two of my own, three of my own, um, that are just really fucking useful. I was gonna make a library page, but iCloud takes them down um, or at least disallows them from embeds or something. So I guess it's not entirely open, but it is so surprisingly, um, it is surprisingly so. So there was a, a link, a news, quote unquote news, um, a young man made a shortcut for when he gets pulled over by the police or when anyone gets pulled over by the police that dims your phone, puts it on, do not disturb. Um, I think it does a few of the other local things. It turns on the front camera without any, uh, notice. It emails and texts whoever you specify that you're probably getting pulled over or that you are getting pulled over and it sends them your location. Um, and then, um, like at the end, it will send them the video that it takes. Uh, and that's a very complicated s- script I have. Uh, but it certainly, you know, it didn't take months or anything. So obviously it's within reason, but I accidentally ran that. <laughs> I accidentally ran that script while I was sitting on the toilet nude. Um, I'm, I didn't actually run it as far as I know, because I'd already set it up. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I accidentally, I ended up accidentally tapping the cover, cover image-esque, uh, icons that they have in their space. And, um, 
not being able to stop it. So I just like quit the Siri shortcuts app real quick. I made sure that the cameras were turned away and I hope for the best. I don't know if I explicitly acknowledged the performance increase, but um, I, yes, uh, I don't know about the numbers, of course, but our phones are faster. That's a good thing. That doesn't mean that we should ever, that we're, especially that we're required to do anything, but constantly deride Apple um, and Microsoft for destroying most of the hope um, in software. But I don't want, you know, I, I guess I'll leave on that note. Um, further thoughts will be, if you've, if you're really seeking them out, um, I can. The only reason I can imagine someone wanting to know more is if you work for Apple, which I will absolutely tell you about. Because um, I bet I've been using your phone longer than a lot of your employees have. Uh, <laughs> so we're concluding my one spot of authority. The rest of the year will be filled uh, as usual. The, the other 364 days will be filled with qualitatives and um, false humility and all that stuff. So. Bilge.world is home base. Bilge.world slash telegram just has an embedded telegram feed in it. Why Why not? There's some cool stuff. I, I'm going to be putting my reads on telegram instead of discord. Uh, not necessarily because of the recent controversy, which I have absolutely nothing to say about, but because it's just really fucking fast and I had no idea that you could link and embed posts. So yeah, telegram is great. Um, you should do t.me slash compact club and I'll invite you to the group and then we can chat there securely uh but if you want to you know remain on uh on a completely unrewarding platform i'm still there at twitter.com slash fickle but all of my real engagement for like a month um has been on mastodon or i'm at david blue at the main mastodon.social instance all of that stuff can be found at uh bilge.world slash about as well um i appreciate you listening and again I really encourage you to contact me. I promise I won't bite. Um, I was trying to make a storage binary joke. I'm tired, a little bit cold. Handset is dying, but I'm sure I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll get to whatever I missed in their interview. Thank you so much for listening. I've been David Blue, your end user, uh, and I'll see you next time.